Greetings, greetings, everyone. This is Sister Shirley back with another episode of Divine Connections. And I'm so excited because today I have with me a passionate, powerful woman of God, this evangelist Janice Williams. Evangelist, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, woman of God. I'm excited. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> We're so happy to have you with us. And, you know, without further ado, let's just get the ball rolling. Can you? Can we just start by having you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Again, my name is Evangelist Janice Williams. I'm so honored to be with you all here this evening. Um, I am one of the founders, along with my husband, Minister Michael Williams, of Make It Last Marriage Fellowship. Um, this is a fellowship designed to strengthen marriages through the Bible, God's Word. Um, we counsel couples. Um, we counsel couples that are married for ones that are desiring to be married. We counsel. We do Bible studies, virtual Bible studies. Um, we do seminars and workshops. Right now, we're getting ready for our marriage retreat this weekend. Yay! Um, I am also <laughs> September 24th through the 27th. I'm also the founder of um, No More Brokenness Women Fellowship. This is a fellowship that is designed um, to empower, to challenge um, women of God from all backgrounds, all races, all ethnic groups. Um, it's designed because, you know, I've been broken in my life and I know what it feels like to need someone to talk to, to need a group, to need a group of women that can pray for you. Um, rather, I've been broken before and broken now, will broke, be broken again. Um, this group is designed to let women know, women, girls, um, know that God can use them no matter what. He's able to bring jigsaw puzzles back together again. Uh -huh. um, but that's what this group is designed. Um, everything is God-based um, because God is the reason um, yeah. that these groups was designed. Our church is in Wilson Mills. Um, our apostle is Apostle Sharon Sanders. We report to her. Um, we just thank God I am married. I've been married almost 18 years, and me and my husband have been together almost 20 years. So I'm honored to be with you all tonight. Um, this evening, I'm one of the co-founders of Down for the Count, um, Volume 5, and I'm just excited. So that's just a little bit about me, and my favorite color is red. <laughs> Oh, what a beautiful color. Thank you so much for sharing <laughs> wonderful things about yourself. Um, you are obviously a busy woman of God. You have a lot on your plate. Um, and I'm curious as how you manage it all, right? Um, with <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, because that's, that's one of the, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of women struggle with today is that a work-life balance, especially being in ministry, you know, if you're doing full-time ministry, if you have a career, if you're a parent, if you're married, you know, how do you balance all of that? Honey, whoo, Lord have mercy, the Lord. <laughs> Honey, he gives me, I, I, I think, supernatural strength. I always say um, it's time for me to put my cape on. Mm. Um <laughs> I'm telling you, my husband is a great help to me. Um, we are helpers of one another. If it wasn't for him, honey, Lord, I don't know where I'd be, but he is a great help to me. Um, anytime I have to do anything for ministry, as far as the women, 
you know, he he takes the pictures and everything. Fine. Um, when he does something with me, you know, I take pictures. Um, but he supports me in everything, and I think that's so important for women that are married. Um, for women that are not married, you still need someone, um, whether it be your pastor or someone, but you need someone to help verge you, to help lift you up, because we're not always going to be strong all the time. Yes. But my husband is great, great help to me. Um, and I just can't can't thank him enough. I thank God for putting him in my life um, because there are times when I want to just say, you know what, I'm done. But mm-hmm. he'll come along and he will encourage me and he will remind me of basically what God has, has told me to do. You know, he'll remind me of, of who I am and who I am in the Lord and the gifts um, that God has given me to use for his glory and um that's, that it helps me prioritize things um, to put things into focus. Um, but he helps me. And I, I'm, of course, I got checklists. I have journals, my calendar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you, I have to write everything down. I'm a writer right. and I like to take notes. And so right. I write things down and I right. put things on the calendar and right. I put things in colors. So if it's red, that means it's very important. Right. If it if it's yellow, so so, you know, I can get to it another time. But right. if it's red, that's important right now, must do, must take care of now. So I use the colors too to help me. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, these are these are good practical tips. I mean, you know, being organized is important, especially when you have a lot on your plate. I, I don't personally know how unorganized people make it through life personally because <laughs> just I I don't I don't comprehend. Um so yeah it's really important to be organized and yeah. as you were talking about your husband I couldn't help but think about my own and how I couldn't do half of what I'm doing without his love, his prayers, his support. You know, it's it makes a the world of a difference when you have someone speaking love over you when you have someone empowering you with their words and and giving resources right and knowing that at the end of the day if there's nothing else just to have that shoulder to lean on you know yes that's yes that's more than a million dollars to me so i could not oh i i just if i had one of those applaud (laughs) if i had one of those Applaud sounds. I would I would just clap it up for the great husbands, the awesome men of God that are out there because you know I think that they don't get enough uh, uh, acknowledgement for what they do. So we want to just take this moment to honor all of the wonderful husbands that support their wives, support their daughters, support their mm. children. Yes, you make a difference. You make absolutely. A you do absolutely. We cannot do what we do without you. No, not at all. Not at all. So speaking of you, this is all about you. Session. So let's talk about your journey as an author. You did talk about being a co-author of Down for the Count. Let's talk about that a project and what was it like to get to that point? Let's, let's start with point eight. When did you even realize that you wanted to be a writer? Um... I think at a young age, you know, I always, it's always something I wanted to do. Um, I was kind of a bookworm in school, mm-hmm. mean as fire, <laughs> but I made good grades, if that makes sense. Right. <laughs> school was like my way out, you know. Um, I always took a lot of notes, I always wrote a lot of things down. Um, 
school was like my way out. It was like therapy to me, writing things down. Mm-hmm. And um, there came a point in my life, and you'll hear a little bit about it when you read the book, but where I didn't know which way to go, mm-hmm. um, whether I go right, whether I go left. Um, but I realized that someone needs to hear what I've been going through or what I have went through. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to hear this. Um, writing, you know, I was at one point where I said, you know, I'm not qualified to write. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been to school for writing. Um, I don't have all these degrees to write. But what I have learned is that you don't need that. All that's good. Schooling is good. Degrees, things behind your name. I think that's great. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it at all. But when it comes to God and the things of God, and it, God is the one that qualifies you. Yeah. He's the one that affirmed you. He's the one that said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do it. That's so right. when I realized that, I said, you know what? I'm going to write. I'm going to write because it's helping me to write these things down. It has helped me to write these things down over the years. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's going to help somebody. So it was at a young age that I decided. Um, because I was the only child. My mom only had one child and my daddy has five others, but I grew up an only child. So I didn't have those siblings. Mm -hmm. So I writing, I had to write these things down, um, for therapy Mm -hmm. when I was going through a lot of turmoil and pain. So my writing came when I was younger, when I was younger, I always wrote. That's interesting. Um, because I, I think if most authors are honest, they would say the same, that writing, you know, was some form of an outlet, right? Growing up. Yes. And for many people, a very therapeutic outlet, right? It was Mm -hmm. you would heal because for one, you can let it all out. You can vent, right? Uh, And nobody necessarily, you know, will be there to judge you because it's you, your pen and your paper, and of course, God, Mm -hmm. whether we acknowledge it or not. God is in that process as well. And a lot of people are, uh, 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 they have journals, right? They faithfully write in their journals and they think that that's all that it is. That it's just a journal entry and it's just me putting down my thoughts. But a lot of times those journal entries are you, you as an author in training, so to speak, right? It's like God is preparing you for the next release. And and so I wanna encourage everyone who's listening who has a passion or a a habit of writing in your journal entry, please don't take that for granted. And just know that this could be the beginning of something great um, in your future. For a lot of people, journaling was where they started. And sometimes the journal, was just letting it out right just kind of like however they were feeling however they were feeling and for some people they journal their prayers i know for me that's how i started um i would write out my prayers to god Mm -hmm. so for me writing was a very intimate thing it was very very special um because although i wasn't the only child i was the only girl so it was Mm -hmm. not real it's not you know, in terms of socializing, I didn't really have someone to connect with. With you know, my brothers had each other, but I didn't have anyone. So mm-hmm. it was me, my pen, and my paper. <laughs> you know, but I loved it because, as I don't know, there was something so intimate about that process. Because 
yeah, I would sit there and listen for, for God to speak back to me. And the times where I felt like he said something back, I would write that down. So yeah. it became almost prophetic after a while. I would go back to the things that he said and like, oh, he promised he would do this two years ago and look, it happened, right? So, <laughs> so I just... Yeah, I just wanted to take this moment as you, you, you shared your experience. I do believe that a lot of authors to be aspiring authors, a lot of times they don't know where to start because like you said, they don't feel like they're an author, right? But then they've been technically writing for years, right? If you count your journal entries, those are those count towards your writing skills. And maybe that was just a season to fine tune it, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You're absolutely right. So thank you for sharing that with us, Evangelist. That's great insight because, again, I think a lot of people don't realize, um, and I'm only able to attest to that because that's how it, it went for me. Um, in my own life, I spent many years writing journal entries, but never, ever did I aspire to be an author. Matter of fact, uh, over 10 years ago, when a, a prophet whispered in my ear that I was an author, I laughed. I said, you're right. <laughs> I said, hey, no, no way in the world, because why? You know what? Enemy had spent so much time whispering in my ear that I was not a good writer. Mm -hmm. so I had a lot of anxiety with writing, with essays, and you know, in in, in school. So that's mm -hmm. the last thing that was on my mind, right? Until right. I, yeah. the day when the Lord said, "Look behind you," and I said, "What do you mean?" And I looked. I guess I was in the process of moving. I looked behind me, and there was a box filled with journal entries. To the wow. brim. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. And literally, the box was filled with notebooks, journal entries. And I said, Lord, but that's journal entries. And he's like, No, you're an author. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> me up on that one, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. But no, I, and I love your story, how you talked about how it was healing for you, you know, it was therapeutic, and that's all of the above for me, and I'm sure somebody who's listening can attest to the same thing. Now, in specifically in terms of your chapter in the book, you know, talk to us yes. about how did you arrive at your your uh, title, you know, your theme for your for your piece that you, you put in the book. Talk to us about that process. Okay, well, the title of my chapter is I Was Down, But Not Out. Mm. Victory Was Mine and Still Is. Wow. So, and Still Is at the end. Mm -hmm. um, when I think about victory, I thought about this and I prayed about it and I asked God, I said, God, I said, you know, what the, chat, the actual title came to me way after I was writing. Mm. Um, it came to me like, maybe mid in the book. I didn't even have the title yet. Wow. And God told me, he said, you, uh, people always see the eyelashes and they see the smile, but you have, you have always been a victorious person. You've always had like a, a good attitude about things. Um, even in the midst of my childhood and growing up in abusive homes and, and things like that, molestation, I've still, you know, God said, I still have mm -hmm. given you the victory. And he said, you, God told me, he said, you need to let people know that they have the victory. You know, victory is when we overcome. Mm. You know, my chapter is about being an overcomer. Mm. It's about um, defeating a foe. Mm -hmm. um, in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, it says, but thanks be to God, which mm -hmm. giveth victory yes. to us, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God, you know, I realized in this chapter 
coming up with this chapter, I realized that there's so many people that need to hear that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. No matter what they've been through, they are a survivor. Amen. It was for others, not just them. And I encourage people, even when they're going into, um, they're maybe thinking about writing, knowing that whatever your chapter is, make sure it's you. Mm. And when people read this chapter, I was down, been down, where people have put their foot on my neck, so to speak, and said, you know what, you stay down there. Mm. But I wasn't out. You know, it made me think about Rocky when I was re- uh, writing my chapter. Mm. It made me think about uh, the movie Rocky. And Mickey, the little trainer, he'll, he'll keep telling Rocky, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, so to speak. And if there were times when Rocky, it seemed like he was out, you know, where his his foe or his enemy was way bigger than him. It may have seemed like he was discouraged. It may seem like he was going to lose. But you know what? He was a winner. Amen. And that's what my chapter is. That's what inspired me because I walk in victory. Amen. I walk in victory. I may not win every um, every fight, but the battle is mine, though. That's the war belongs to me. That's right. Because we're not going to win everything. Mm-hmm. But we got to know that the victory, I won the war already. Okay. I may lose a little bit, but I still got the victory, no matter what it looks like, feel like, whatever people are saying, I got the victory. So that's what inspired me to write this chapter, victory, victory, victory. And that's how, that's how I feel like I walk each and every day. Opening up my eyes is victory for me. When mm-hmm. God breathed on me, you know, I wore two pounds and two ounces when I was born. Mm-hmm. And my mama had me at five months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Victory right there. So every time I open up my eyes, I don't even supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Shirley, I don't supposed to be here. I but every time I open up my eyes, I am victorious. And that's how I walk every day. Amen. Amen. Uh, there's so much, so much I can pull from what you said, so many wonderful things you said. Um, but I think one of the things that came to mind as you were speaking, um, a post that I recently made uh, on social media, I said, you know, sis, there's a winner in you and his name is Jesus. Um, yes. You know, yes. because I think that, um, uh, I think that the the enemy oftentimes he tends to make us focus on our external, right? It, because it's mm-hmm. all about what we feel and what we see. But with God, it's all about what you don't see, and most of the times what you can't even feel, right? Um, mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us not to look at the things that are seen, but to look at the things that are not seen. And That's it's right. We focus too much on what we can see or we can feel. We'll miss, we'll miss God. We'll miss God every time because the Bible says that we are more than conquerors. Now, our situations may never listen. Your circle, you better, you better preach now. You're gonna have me running in here. Circumstances, right? The circumstances may not seem that you're more than a conqueror. Your bank account may not be testifying that you're more than a conqueror. You know, your 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 doctor's uh, uh, diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many things may not line up with your in terms of what you can see with this word, but mm-hmm. still true. We are still more than conquerors. Now, if David 
didn't have something on the inside of him that mm-hmm. he was holding, clinging on to more than what he saw, which was Goliath looming larger than life in front of him. Yes. Yes. him. You know what I'm saying? And there's countless other stories where the enemy causes things to come against us, and whether it was the disciples uh, uh, at sea and the storm was raging and they thought they were going to die. All mm-hmm. of the things on the outside, external things, but where was Jesus on the inside of that boat, sleeping, resting, waiting on somebody to call on him to show That's him? Right strong to show his glory to prove himself as God right and and I just want to encourage someone that listen no matter what your situation looks like no matter what your life is telling you no matter what the devil's trying to tell you no matter what you your own thoughts are telling you you that's right Cling to the word of God, and the word of God says that you are victorious. Like, yeah, Angela just told us, and you do have the victory. You don't, you're not gonna get the victory, you have it. Like, it's a done deal. It was done, it's a done deal. Come on, it's a done, it's a state, right? It's a a complete state. Victory is a state, it's a state of being. You you just have it, you possess it, right? It's not something that you're going after or you're trying Mm -hmm. to got it right and the bible says that we are more than conquerors meaning that whatever a, a great warrior that you can think of can do we can do more than that through christ that's right right that's right so that's right. i'm getting to the place because i spent so many years being whooped by the devil right being deceived mm-hmm. being lied to believing his lies and now just i'm so passionate about empowering people with the truth empowering people to know like listen you have what it takes to overcome you are more than an overcomer you know mm-hmm. and 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 just read god's word and take him at his word believe what it yes. says right yeah come to pass and i'm sure your faith had everything to do with you being able to you know uh uh, uh <clears throat> Finish your book, right? Get through your chapter and all your other successes in life. I'm sure your faith had everything to do with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. And how did you stay motivated while writing? Like, what are some of the things that kept you going? You know, especially if you had moments where you felt a little challenge. What are some of the things that kept you motivated? Um, some things I remember that kept me motivated. I had to remember my why. Mm. Why was I doing this? In spite of everything else I do during the week, in a day even, why was I doing this? Mm. Um, That was the main reason. I had to realize that I was doing this for others. It wasn't about any fame, wasn't about any glory that I was going to get or anything of that nature. Um, I was doing this for others because I didn't have... Um, a lot of people. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't have that foundation. You know, Christ, he wasn't my foundation. I didn't find him till I was grown. Um, well, you know, he was all, he always been there knocking at the door. But, you know, I was doing my own thing in the world. You know, I was club hopping, <laughs> running here and there, trying to hang in the street. But when I was writing, it motivated me to try to be there for somebody else. Um, to try to stay focused on the task at hand and the vision that God had given me. So I had to do a lot of things to stay motivated. I had to um, find somewhere quiet um, to write. Um, Sometimes I wrote on the porch, you know, that's like my quiet place. Sometimes I wrote on the deck, 
um, there's a room in our house where I write, but I had to um, get away from a lot of the distractions mm -hmm. um, because distractions keep you unmotivated. Mm -hmm. So I had to get somewhere to get to, to quite, you know, in spite of all the news, all the pandemic, everything that's going on in the world, you know, if you think about all those things, you won't be motivated at all. You won't be motivated to do anything. Mm -hmm. But I had to remember what God has said. He says, greatest, greatest he that sent me than he did is in the world. Mm -hmm. So in spite of all these other things that's going on in the world, God is still God. That yeah. motivated me to read God's word. He was saying, staying in God's word, you know, clearing out all the other voices. You know, even in the midst of, I was telling the publisher, Felicia, I was telling her that, you know, when it came to me writing, I didn't tell a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, I told who God wanted me to tell, but I was very proud. Um, and I didn't speak it to a lot of people because the enemy, he can hear too. And a lot of times we're talking so much mm -hmm. and he's like, Ooh, they done told me everything mm -hmm. that God told them. I'm just going to, I'm going to put this stumbling block in their way. Right. I'm going to put this stumbling block, this detour. Mm. I'm going to put all this in their way so they won't stay motivated. Right. But I stayed motivated by keeping it quiet mm -hmm. until God told me to reveal it. Amen. Amen to that. You know, you remind me, um, Ah, so good. Uh, yesterday, actually, uh, less than 48 hours ago, I made a post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you bringing back all my posts. Um, I made a post on my um, Facebook profile. And the post said, work hard in silence. Let success make the noise. And it also... <laughs> I love it. Listen, it also says silence is the language of the wise. And <laughs> this is something, listen, this is something that the Lord just dropped in my spirit because I'm realizing as my, you know, my task list is growing, my to-do list is growing, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. On one hand, I'm excited, but on another hand, you know, when you really get excited, you just want to tell the world, you just want to, you, you know, run and tell it and then but something in me is like mm, you know you know you shouldn't do that show because for one not everybody's gonna be happy for you one you got all kinds of people attached to your page you've got people that love you and some that don't and let's just be real there are mm -hmm. some haters out there mm -hmm. and you don't want to give people you don't want to trip them up for those that are weak in the face or like who does she think she is every other day she's posting something new and the lord is always doing something new with her and blah, 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 blah. you know you just <laughs> And you also, for the people that are negative, you don't want to give them an opportunity to sow their, their nastiness or their negativity into your project either until it's done, where until it's done to the point where what they have to say doesn't matter, right? So there's so many reasons why sometimes it's good to just keep it silent and be still and just let God do what he's doing. Once he's ready for you to just put it out there, you know, then you put it out there. That's right. That's that's right because some people can be praying against you, Ooh, and Lord. you you know, the enemy, you know the enemy can make itself look like light too. Mm -hmm. So you know they may, Ooh, I'm for you, I'm for you, mm. but they're really a hater. So Ooh. I just got to just help me with my discernment. Show me, show me who is for me, and show me who's not. Because if they're for you, then they're for me. Mm -hmm. But if they're not for you, then they're not for me. 
Listen. So I asked God to help me. Help me. <laughs> you are in my help prayer me. closet of answers. You all in my prayer closet. Because literally, um, <laughs> seriously, like I literally just um, met with my team. It was less than a week. I met with them and I was mm-hmm. Thursday night. Thursday night we were praying and I said, ladies, I really feel that the Lord is asking for me, for us tonight to pray for more discernment. You know, and so we were praying for more discernment. Because I think, and the other thing with discernment too, one of the things that I realized with discernment, you also have, with that discernment, you need to have wisdom because after the Lord shows you what he's going to show you, mm-hmm. then what? How do you respond to it, right? Exactly. Does not, if he shows you that sister so-and-so that you thought was your girlfriend is really not, is really an enemy at heart, how do you treat her moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you not be bitter or angry towards her? How do you not give her the cold shoulder, right? So there's, it, there's a lot that goes into that. But in general, every believer needs to have a huge dose of discernment, especially in these last days. I Absolutely. mean, you can't not have it. Um, it's so, so important. So thank you for reminding us, Evangelist, that we need more of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, you know, what we need, what what were some of the challenges that, you know, you faced along the way that, you know, maybe brought to the light things that you were missing or or needed or lacked um to really achieve this project of, of your book? Well, some of the challenges I had was um clearing out all the voices, like I was saying earlier, because it seemed like when you start writing um, there's somebody calling you, mm. um, somebody texting you, mm-hmm. um, uh, somebody, uh, they're having a Zoom meeting on here, they want you to get on, um, this person wants you to get on their prayer call, um, this person wants you to speak here, um, the dog this, um, husband is hungry, um, <laughs> the work, <laughs> work, um, the boss need this, um, this person's on vacation, can you help cover their coverage? Um, you know, it's always something. So there was always challenges, especially when it came to the end. Mm. Um, because you're like, okay, for me, I was like, okay, God. Um, I wanted to make sure I'm very um, structured. So um, I'm A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> and that's how I was writing. And then when God give you a curveball and he's like, okay, I want you to take that out. Mm. But God, you uh, this is this sound real good right here. You sure you don't want it to stay like this? It, it looks so good. Everything is so organized. Everything is so straight. I'm right. I'm very in the lines. And God is like, no, I want you to take that out. I want you to add this right here. I want you to say this. Take that right there out. That is too long. <laughs> <laughs> so those were challenges to me. Um, you know, like I'm having conversation with God, like, huh? Really? I thought that sounded real good. And God's like, no. Oh my goodness. So change. You know, when God say change something, you change it because it's all about um it's all about him. It's all about what he wants you to do. And a lot of times the things that we want is not what he wants. And it's about timing too. Time management was a big thing for me. Ooh. Um I'm a very organized, structured person. I'm mm-hmm. a very in the lines. But a lot, I do have a lot going on, which I know we all do. Um, so it was a challenge to stay in the time frame. And whenever you um, are working with a publisher, you have to have things 
in a timely manner. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, very time oriented. And that's the good thing about the publisher of this book. She's very um, time sensitive, time oriented, and she helped me in staying um, focused and staying in my time, basically in the time frame that she needed things. So I, I, um, I got things early to her. <laughs> so, but it was a challenge though. But to God be the glory, it worked out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm sitting again. You, 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 all in my in my life. Um, I, I, as we speak, I've had a manuscript that's been quote unquote done since July, and um, the editing piece is just really been a challenge because, like you said, you know, sometimes you find yourself having to make those last minute changes. And I've done changed my title so many times. I'm like, what's the title of the book again? Changes. <laughs> Yes. You know, yes. um, just it's, it's, editing can be can be work. Um, for 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 people who who haven't gone through the process of writing, you know, it's one thing to get that manuscript done, but it's a whole nother ball game when, when it comes down to making those edits. Because especially if you really submitted to what the Holy Spirit is saying, and He's like, mm -mm, I didn't tell you to add that, and you don't need that last chapter. You know, mm -hmm. find yourself editing and making all kinds of changes. It can be frustrating too, especially if you're someone who really likes things done a certain way. Um, mm -hmm. Purple come it's like whoa i didn't see that one coming <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like huh wait a minute uh, but you know what and then when you do it you're like you know what i'm so glad i did that yes yes and and sometimes in the middle of it we don't see how it's gonna end up right or we don't see the, the final um outcome um but we can trust if god is in it all will be well um i think it's even spectacular more spectacular when you're working with a christian publisher because you know you can trust their judgment on all fronts you know their, their integrity you know is there um and not that i'm bashing any secular publishing company but, but it makes a difference at the end of the day i think it does it does it's inspiring yeah um especially someone that already wrote a book mm -hmm. at least one she's wrote she's written but at least one because they they can empathize with you yes um especially on the time management and and just the the cares of this life and the things you have to do in one day they can empathize with you um because yeah. some people be like well you know it's only one chapter you know what is a chapter you didn't do a whole book mm -hmm. but the thing is whether it's a chapter a book a forward whatever it is right um it takes time and it takes you hearing god's voice to be able to do it the way he wants you to yes, absolutely absolutely and speaking of the book how do you think this well this is a two-part question one how do you think your contribution to the book will benefit readers and, and how do you think the book as a whole will help people that read it? Well, I believe that when people um, read the, read my story, um, which is chapter five of the book, um, and read the book itself, um, I believe that it's gonna inspire them. Um, I always say that there's something greater on the other side, you just mm -hmm. got to turn the page. Mm -hmm. like um, I believe it's going to inspire them. Um, the story, my story, um, they're going to be able to empathize with a lot of things that I've been through. 
even though they may they may not necessarily have been through it, but they may know others that have been through it. And they're going to realize that they're not alone or they may know somebody that's going through it and they're able to encourage them that, hey, I know somebody, may not know them personally, but I know their story. Here, let me let you read this. Or here, let me read this to you. Um, it's also going to inspire them. It's going to benefit them because they may want to speak up. You know, a lot of people, are, <clears throat> I've learned that a lot of people may not think they have anything valuable to say. Mm -hmm. Or they may say, nobody will listen to me. You know, people are struggling. People are in pain. People are, um, they, they need deliverance from, from the pulpit to the door. Wow. You know, people need help. People are struggling with things no matter what age, no matter what ethnic group, um, no, no matter what race. People are struggling with things that they've been through in their past. And they're still holding on to things, holding on to disappointments, to heartaches, to pains, to rejection. But my story will let them know, inspire their pain, their heartache, their disappointments, and their rejections, because I've been through it all and still going through some things now, but God is able to perform. He's able to do it. Amen. I believe it's going to inspire them. It's going to benefit them. It's going to help them. It's going to help them know that God is able to deliver He's that, able to set them free. That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal, Evangelist. And um, I know you're going to laugh when I say this, but <laughs> <laughs> that you just reminded me of another post that I've made recently. Um, <laughs> um, yes, yes. And the post said that God is a master artist that can turn your mess into a masterpiece. Right, mm, mm, um, mm, mm. and I just love. <laughs> I just love. I need to follow. I need to follow you. Look, so girl, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm gonna get on your stuff. Yes, and I, I guess I can take the time to invite all of our our listeners, ladies. If you are looking for uh, just another source of encouragement with other godly women, uh, we have Ministry has a Facebook group where all of these posts that I was mentioning are at the moment. Um, the the group is called Dems for Christ on Facebook. Um, of course, Evangelist is going to get a personal invitation, but um, a link to, to, to join. But if you're obviously, I can't send you the link for those that are listening, but you can just Google Gems for Christ on Facebook and you just see Precious Gem Ministries pop up, join in um, because it's just a daily source of inspiration um, for so many women from all over the world. So you'll be fellowshipping with women, Africa, UK, uh, Philippines, just all over the world. Um, and it's a beautiful thing when we can come together um yes. and really fellowship in love right and see that i have a sister in philistine in the philistines i have a sister in south africa i have a sister in the uk because the blood um really connects us right and and, and we're sisters in christ and that's another thing that um, the group does it, it really Kind of breaks the wall of separation um that is out there like even though we should be more unified as a body a lot of times you find there's the, there's divisions and clicks and this and that um but when you find a platform that makes it where any believer right uh yes. this platform is specific for women but any woman of god can come on and feel like she belongs we need more of that i think in the body of christ 
Absolutely, we do. Yeah. So you reminded me of that post. That <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, because, you know, when you really allow God to manage your pain, because a lot of times we try to manage our own pain um, and we do more damage than, than not, um, he turns that pain into purpose, right? He yes, he does. Pain, um, and he, or, or he'll just use that pain as a platform for you to launch into your purpose. Um, and I think you're right. So many people hurting women and men. While this platform is specifically for women, we don't want to take away from the fact that there are young men, older men <laughs> that are yeah. you, right? And if you have to slide into this podcast, we want you to be encouraged and to know that, you know, if you give your pain to God, he will turn that yes. around. He will. He will turn it around and he will allow you to discover your purpose right in the middle of that pain. Yes, right? he will. He will do that. He's done it for Evangelist Janice. He's done it for me and countless other people. He'll definitely do it for you. Uh, with that being said, Evangelist, can you tell our listeners um, how they can contact you, how they can connect with you to purchase your book or maybe just reach out to ask some questions? What are, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, if you'd like to contact me, I am on Facebook. Me and my husband share a page, but the profile is up under my name, Janice Williams, and that's J-A-N-I-C-E, Williams, on Facebook. Um, our marriage fellowship is Make It Last Marriage Fellowship. The email to that is makeitlastmarriage at gmail.com. My women's group is No More Brokenness Women's Fellowship. The email to that is I am whole with the number one at gmail.com. We're also, my husband and I are on Spread the Gospel Network every Saturday from 6.30 p.m. to 7 o'clock p.m. Um, and you have to download that app that is Spread the Gospel Network in your Play Store. If you would like to purchase the book, you can http colon paypal.me with a forward slash Janice Williams number 23 and that's J-A-N-I-C-E Williams with the number 23 you can also cash out at make it last 20 with a capital M capital I and a capital L and just put book in the subject so those are the ways that you can contact me I also have a number um, if you'd like, it's 919-975-1565. We take prayer requests on that number. We answer that number. If you want to join the group or you have questions, you can call that number. Well, amen. I, I love the fact that she was so thorough with all of your contact information. Um, I believe the readers, not the readers, the listeners caught everything. Um, if not, uh, and you're listening in and you didn't get a chance to write it down, you can email myself, preciouskingdomgem at gmail.com, and I will get you directly in touch with Evangelist Williams. And with that being said, Evangelist, do you have any final words for uh, anyone who might be listening in today? Any final words of encouragement? Um, I just want you all to know that, um, again, the name of the book is Down for the Count, Bouncing Back from Life Blows. Um, there may be times where you 
may, especially in a time like this, when there's a pandemic going on, there's all different kind of things going on. You may have lost loved ones. You may have had friends that have passed away. You yourself may have been infected by not only COVID, but other things, other different kind of diseases, but God is able to heal the mind, the body, and the soul. Just let him do it for you. He is knocking at the door. All you got to do is answer. He can save you to the other most. He can save anybody. I am a witness um, because if it wasn't for him, I tell people I would have been in a mental institution, mm. dead, or I could be on the street corner mm. selling my body. But it was nobody but Jesus that kept me sane. And he is still keeping me, still keeping my mind every day. So that's what I want to encourage you on today. No matter where you're at, Whenever you listen to this, God is able to do anything that you want him to do. Any void that you have, he is able to fill it. I know he's able to do it. Just let him. Amen. Amen. That was amazing. That was encouraging. Um, I was so blessed, Evangelist Williams. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule um, to minister to us today. Um, Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Um, and this is a final word to all that are listening in. Just remember, as Evangelist uh, just reminded us that you may be down, right? Life may have thrown you a blow and put you down, but just know that you are not out, right? Because there was victory in Jesus and, and heaven, come on, heaven is rooting for you. You have the Holy Spirit as your helper on the inside of you that's able to empower you because the Bible says the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is on the inside of you. So if you are yes. a child of God, you have resurrection power in you. So you yes. have to get up. Staying down is not even an option for you. Right? That's right. Be encouraged. Grab a copy or for yourself. Grab a copy for someone else that you think would be encouraged by this book. Bless Evangelist in her ministry as she has blessed us today. And that's all we have for you today. Day, everyone. God bless you until our next episode of Divine Connections. Have a blessed week.